This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 351, Comic Reviews, the week of Wednesday, February the 24th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I am your host, Adam Chapman, and this is episode 351. It's our Comic Reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, February the 24th. Uh, before we jump into talking about comics that came out this week, both the good, the bad, and the ugly, a um, little bit of housekeeping. You can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and you can also listen to us on Stitcher. Uh, we've got a lot of exciting stuff coming up in the next few months. Um, but particularly, we've got next, um, I guess in a couple weeks, we've got Tom Brevoort. He's going to be on the show. Uh, that's a big, it's a big deal. Um, he's a big guy at Marvel these days. Uh, he's been an editor at Marvel for, like, forever. Um, he originally worked in the Spider-Man office, like, over 20 years ago during the Clone Saga. He's had his fingers in most of the biggest events that you've read from Marvel in the last 10, 15 years. So I'm very excited to have him on the show. Uh, upcoming episodes will also include uh, conversations with J.M. DeMatteis, uh, David Michelini. Um, so we've got a lot of stuff coming up. Um, I, was, I was looking through the list of upcoming interviews. I was like, holy crap, that's a, that's a, that's a good run. I think it's going to be... Um I think we're we're very well booked for the next little while in terms of interviews. Uh, Joshua Hill Fialkov is going to be doing the show in about a month or so, so or maybe a month and a half. So we've got a lot of interesting, fun stuff coming up, so uh, look forward to that. And without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode. Uh, I've switched things up recently. I've uh, Usually what I do is I, I talk about books that came out, and then I kind of talk about the books I didn't get a chance to read. I'm going to flip that around again. Um, so some of the books, unfortunately, I did not get a chance to read yet include the following, um, which includes Aquaman 49, which I believe is the debut of uh, Abnett on the book, um, now that uh, Colin Bunn's arc is over. Uh, Batman and Robin Eternal. Um, let's see, Dark Knight 3 Master Race has a new issue, issue number 3. Uh, Flash 49. Justice League had issue 48, um, which I think I read part of but didn't finish it, so I wasn't including it in my reviews podcast today. Um, other titles that come out included uh, Superman Wonder Woman, uh, We Are Robin, New Issues of Saga, Back to the Future, Drax, uh, Kanan, Karnak finally had its second issue. It feels like that, that was a long delay, I guess. Uh, I think it was originally solicited in September, so everything else was technically solicited in December, so it's really delayed. Uh, Venom, Space Knight, etc., so let's jump into what I did read. Uh, so first up, we have Only All Different Avengers. I'm not going to say a lot about this, only because you can read my review at superiorspidertalk.com. I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. Uh, I'm really enjoying this book. Um, I think just a lot of fun. Um, just kind of seeing what Mark Wade's doing with, with these characters. Uh, the artwork by Mahmoud Azrar was, I think, much better in this issue. Um, there's some great shots of the vision, and he looks very maniacal. I just think there's so much characterization. This feels like a classic Avengers book in a lot of ways. Uh, character first, plot second. Um, doesn't mean you can't tell a good tight story, but if you don't care about the characters, it won't matter. So I definitely cared about the characters, and that's part of what made this work. It's a little too bad that the next issue is going to be a standoff uh, tie-in, just because, you know, this book has kind of been doing well on its own, so having it have to mix up with, um, I guess the Uncanny Avengers is a little too bad. Um, uh, so, like, you know, we didn't... I don't think we needed that so quick. That being said, we've had, you know, six uninterrupted issues or, you know, unencumbered issues that uh, haven't been touched by any crossovers or anything else. So I guess I can't be too greedy. 
so again, this was a good issue. Um, I like the use of Kang. My review is up on SuperiorSpiderTalk.com, although apparently it's a very vague review at the same time. I wrote it the same day it came out very quickly, and then I realized afterwards, I'm like, yeah, I don't even know if it's clear what's happening in the book, but it's good. That's the basic premise of my review. Uh, next up is All New X-Men number 5. I continue to really enjoy this book. There's just a lot going on. Dennis Hopeless, who's actually going to be on the show in about a month or so, uh, or in the next month, I should say, is gonna, uh, he wrote this issue. It's uh, illustrated by Mark Bagley. Uh, the art is fantastic. It's Blob versus the All New X-Men, and it's kind of as simple as that. And everyone slowly gets involved as the fight you know, continues to, you know, to occur throughout the city, and everyone becomes more and more involved. We also have a little bit more development of the Warren-Laura relationship, which I actually, I think is just a really interesting way of going on it, showing the Angel's having a real difficulty uh, with, you know, Laura, yes, she can heal from things, but he has to basically watch her die, and that's a little much for him to watch. Uh, and he's obviously been through some changes enough on his own, and he's out of time. Like, there's just so much going on. One less thing, he, there's one thing he doesn't need, and it's watching his girlfriend die, uh, even though she's going to come back. Um, so I, I really dug this. I'm excited to read the next issue. I, I just think this is a really fun and enjoyable book. Uh, it deals with some headier themes at times, but it still presents itself in a certain light way. At times, it almost feels like an Ultimate X-Men book. And I think part of that feeling is because of Mark Bagley, obviously because he has a connection to the Ultimate-style books because of his long, 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 long tenure in Ultimate Spider-Man. But no, this was great. Uh, 8 out of 10. Uh, next up, not as good, Amazing Spider-Man 1.3. I don't even know why I'm still buying this. Um, I'm just not really enjoying it. This is Amazing Grace Part 3. Uh, it's written by Jose Molina, Sim- Simeon, Simone Bianchi as the artist. Um, I thought the art was just muddled and not always clear exactly what's going on. The story's not always clear what's going on. There's major shifts in terms of like where Peter even is, and there's just, it just things just kind of happen, um, and I don't think it really makes sense. Even the Centarians, I'm glad they're being used, but... I don't even know how they're being used. The ending here, I didn't even understand. Um, I just, I, I just don't get it. Um, the story's not very good. The art is confusing and again very muddled. I'm going to give it a four out of ten, but it probably deserves a little bit lower. Um, I just didn't, I didn't dig this. Um, going back on the positive side of things, though, we have old, uh, astonishing Ant Man number five, and this was great. Um, Another very solid, solid issue written by Nick Spencer, or by Ramon Rosanas. Um, kind of like that we're getting closer and closer to seeing why Scott's in jail. Uh, seeing him team up with the new Giant Man was a really cool adventure as well. Um, this was just a really well done, well plotted issue. Great art. Um, it remains just a really solid book. I think some of the best books that Marvel's putting out right now are the, the kind of otter little titles that... Well, in Ant-Man's case, that's a bit of an unfo- uh, unintentional pun. But basically, like they're telling these more intimate character-based stories. They're not these big flashy stories, and they're really good. Um, and I, it's too bad that some of the, the bigger books, you know, in theory, go, sometimes go a little splashier and aren't telling the more intimate, interesting stories. Because I guess you know sometimes plot takes over, and that can be a distraction. Uh, so I give that an eight out of ten. Next up is Daredevil number four. Um, I really like this. Um, I'm loving Ron Garney's art here with Goran Zudzuka. Uh, Charles Sewell wrote it. Matt Miller is doing amazing color art. I think the color here is just such a, a, an aspect of the book. Like, it's just so interesting because of the way, the different tones that the color is, uh, is using. Because it's not a, 
it's a vibrant book in some ways, but not in some others. Like it's almost like a black and white. It's almost Sin City esque, if that makes sense, because you have like splashes of color here and there, like especially on Daredevil, uh, or when someone's bleeding or whatever. But generally speaking, there's a, a certain different sense of tone here. Um, really enjoyed the story. Very strong. Um, you know, a little bit more examination of Blind Spot. Also with Matt Murdock, kind of doing a, a mission, kind of working for Steve Rogers. Um, this I really, really dug. And again, I think Ron Gardy's artwork is just fantastic here. Um, it's just, it's different, and the colors are part of what to help achieve that that very different tone. But it's still very enjoyable. So I'm going to give that an eight out of ten. Next up is Deathstroke fifteen. I don't know why. I just I really like Deathstroke. Um, it's a you know it's kind of fun and it, it's a light book. Um, so we have you know Deathstroke's trying to find out who took his daughter. Uh, he ends up going up against you know these Bizarro kind of clones. Um, it's written by James Bond. I work by Tyler Kirkham. I like Kirkham's style. It's definitely feels like it's tightening up. It's not as loose as it used to be and overly imagized. Um, you know, Deathstroke goes up against an assassin here. He goes up against. He's about to go up against Red Hood. It's just a fun book. Um, it's not telling the deepest story, and it doesn't have the most polished art, but it's the most. It's very appropriate art given the subject matter and the fact that it's kind of a big adventure romp, romp, um, action-based romp with Deathstroke. So I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. Uh, next up is Hercules number four. Man, this is continues to be extremely solid. Uh, just love this. It's written by Dan Abnett, artwork by Luke Ross. Uh, I think I heard someone mention that it might have been like kind of stealth canceled because I think it's not in the whatever month we're up to where it's not in those solicitations. I think it's for May. Um, that'll be a shame if it is canceled just because this book is so good. Uh, the art's fantastic. Um, the story's really compelling. Um, the way that Abnett writes both Hercules and Gilgamesh, uh, I just really like this take on the characters. Uh, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Not quite to the high degree of uh, enjoyment that the previous issues had been, but it was still quite a good issue. Uh, next up is Silk number five. I dug this. Um, let's see. It's uh, written by Robbie Thompson, artwork by Veronica Fish. Um, it's, it's very kind of cool to see Cindy trying to deal with being kind of infected uh, with the Goblin Serum. Um, her, her kind of fighting Killer Shrike was kind of cool. Um, seeing her kind of fight uh, Black Cat was overdue as well. Um, very, very cool. And I'm excited to kind of see where they go next with this part of the story. Um, so I'm going to give it a you know, 7.5 out of 10. Very solid book. Good, good artwork. Good story. Uh, next up, we have Spider-Man 2099, number 7. I have to admit, I like the art. The story is no longer capturing me as well. Um, plus, I also miss the Spider-Man 29 costume that we know so well. Um, the inclusion of Lash and the, Inhuman, the New Humans, or Inhumans, whatever you want to call them, and Gloriana, this, the, the character has now been taken over by her Inhuman self. It just felt like it went on a little long. And, uh, I don't know, it's, it's just... I'm looking forward to the all-new story that's supposed to take place in the next issue. I like the art here. The story isn't grabbing me in the same way. Uh, that it was, so I'm going to give it maybe a 7 out of 10. Uh, I felt like the series started really strong, had a very sense of core, a very strong sense of self in terms of its tone and what it wanted to be, and I feel like it's kind of fallen off since then. Uh, next up is Superman number 49. Um, I, I like this. Uh, it's written by, I forget how you pronounce his name, um, Gene Yun Wang, or 
I'm trying to find even the creative team on this book. I can't seem to find it. Um, so, yeah, it's by Gene Lewin Yang, artwork by Jack Herbert. I thought Jack Herbert's artwork was actually really strong. I don't even know who that is, but his artwork is, like, really concise and clean, uh, very simple and easy to understand what's going on. The story was pretty good. Um, I enjoyed how Metallo was being written. Uh, the fact that this definitely felt more like classic Superman in terms of he'll do what it takes to defend and protect people, and he's not just a, uh, a little bit more of a rougher jerk. Or a little bit more impetuous, which is typically how the Superman has been written these days. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Uh, next up is Superman, Lois, and Clark, which remains my favorite Superman book on the stands. I really like this, although it did feel a little disjointed. It's written by Dan Jorgens, artwork by Neil Edwards. I actually really liked Edwards' artwork. Um, when I say disjointed, it's because, you know, have this this kind of flashback to Superman fighting Batman. And that, that was cool. Um... Or actually, does he even fight Batman or just watch Batman? I think he just watches Batman and protects him. And that's about it. And then the rest of it's, you know, kind of current continuity with um, that escaped villain. Superman's trying to stop him from escaping. Then that part was okay. Um, So it made the issue feel a little distorted. uh, But for the most part, it's still very enjoyable. I like the ending. It definitely makes me wonder about what's going to happen next. Um, At the end of the day, Jan Jurgens knows how to write Superman and Lois. And this is a great couple. And... Uh, you never forget that they're a great couple when you read this. Um, I'm going to give the issue a 7.5 out of 10. I think it would have been an 8 if the artwork had been a little tighter, but I did enjoy it for the most part. And last but not least is Superman, the coming of the Superman. Um, I like this. I don't know where it's going to go, but so far I liked it. Um, I don't even know what I was expecting from this, um, because it's written and illustrated by Neil Adams, although the words are by Adams and Tony Bedard. Um... You know, I don't know what version of its own... It's obviously its own continuity, but I did enjoy it. The way that Lex is written, the way that Superman and then these new Superman are written. Um, kind of interesting, the fact that, you know, maybe the dark side has been around a lot longer than we realize. Um, interesting stuff. Um, I will say that I enjoyed it more than I had originally expected that I would. Uh, the art was cleaner than I have come to expect from modern-day Neil Adams. It's not as stylized and, and heavy um, in terms of maybe the inks. I don't even know what it is that has detracted from some of his cr- existing or current work recently. Um, I still liked it, 7 out of 10. And that's everything for this week. Um, so this is, episode is actually coming out on March 2nd. Um, so let's take a look at some of the selected releases that are coming out on March 2nd. Or today, I guess, if you want to call it that. Uh, there's a new issue of Batgirl, Batman Robin Eternal, Batman Beyond. Uh, there's the uh, Batman Hush. It's Coloring DC Trade Paperback Volume 1, Batman Hush. Um, that's interesting. Uh, Black Canary has its first trade paperback called Kicking and Screaming. Uh, we've got the 50th issue of Green Lantern. Um, uh, what else have we got? Because I guess we're into that area where the, we're going to start getting those. Uh, Superman Unchained Trade Paperback for 25 bucks U.S., um, new issue of Swamp Thing. I'm actually kind of digging that. It's, it's very, cl- like, kind of old-school classic style. Uh, Image Comics, there's a new issue of Revival. Um, and Marvel, there's a third issue of A-Force. We have the Amazing Spider-Man and Silk Spider-Fly Effect, number one. So it's the print copy of the uh, Infinite comic. There's the Avengers Standoff, Assault on Pleasant Hill Alpha, number one. Uh, there's the launch of Black Widow, which I'm super pumped about. Uh, there's a new printing of the Daredevil by Frank Miller and Klaus Janssen Omnibus, which is great. I think I own the second printing of that, but it's definitely worth picking up. It's, 
the classic stuff. Doesn't include Born Again, but that's an upcoming uh, companion that uh, I believe is coming out in a couple weeks or maybe a month. Uh, we have uh, the beginning of more Civil War stuff being reprinted. We have the Civil War box set slipcase hardcover for five hundred dollars. Holy shit! That's everything in Civil War in one big spot. Uh, we got Civil War New Avengers trade paperback. Um, new issue of Darth Vader, of Deadpool. We've got the Electra by Frank Miller Omnibus. Um, we've got Guardians of Infinity. We have the Inhuman hardcover. Invincible Iron Man issue number seven. Uh, new Avengers number seven. Nova number five. Uh, new issues of Old Man Logan, Spider Man, Uncanny Avengers, and Uncanny X Men. Uh, so there's definitely some good stuff coming up. Uh, I'm just waiting for a new issue of Claws because I absolutely adore that book. I also have just started, uh, I have read the first three issues of Huck, so I'm not totally totally uh, caught up yet, but so far I just love the first three issues, so I'm excited for the fourth. Um, anyways, that is our reviews episode for episode 351. Uh, thanks again for joining us, and catch us next time for what I'm sure will be a great comic shenanigans episode. This is Adam Chapman signing off. Bye-bye. <laughs>